This podcast is sponsored by Mad Viking Beard Company. Damn good beard oil and bombs. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. Get some at madvikingbeard.com. Welcome back to another episode of Spouse Holes. I'm sitting here with Kiara. How are you doing, my love? Oh, I'm doing. Yeah? Yeah, I'm doing okay. How's the week gone for you? <laughs> well, it's been good. The girls have been a little sick, and I think we're kind of getting something, too. Yeah, my throat's killing me right now. Yeah, mine's a little, like, scratchy. It itches, and it hurts. So, hopefully it goes away fast. But, yeah, the girls have been a little sick. But, on the plus side, we have went and saw Endgame. Yes, we did. We sure did. okay anyway we encourage everyone to go and watch the movie and you don't want to be a spoiler so yeah go and watch it but on that thought how long has to go by before you can talk about a movie that's out and spoilers are no longer spoilers what do you think yeah i guess i would have to say about a month and a half a month and a half a month a month a month i was gonna say four weeks have gone by and you haven't seen the biggest movie out. Four weeks. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that's what everyone is talking about. So I feel like four weeks is actually quite a bit of time. And once it hits the four weeks, I think that it's fair for people to talk about it. And you can't say... You've had four weeks. Yeah, you can't be mad about it. I feel like you have to just... And if you can honestly go four weeks without hearing spoilers, the way the internet's set up now anyway... That's impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I feel like it's almost common sense for people to not spoil something like that, especially this big and how big it's been advertised. It's just crazy that people have to go out and just warn people, like, stop spoiling it or don't spoil it for me or don't read the comment, you know, because to me, it's like almost a like common sense. Like, just don't say anything for, for at least the first two weeks. Like, if you really can't hold your mouth, like at least the first two weeks, you shouldn't say anything. I know it's pretty ridiculous to think about. This is an 11 year. Is it 11? 12? 11, year, 11, 12 years in the making. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of a big deal if people do kind of go in and spoil it for everyone else. It's just a douche move, in my opinion. Yeah, but after four weeks, if I'm talking about it and you say, no spoilers, yeah, I'll be I don't all think like, you can use that card anymore. Be like, it's been four weeks, bro. Go watch the movie. You must not be a true fan. Not a true fan. I'll say it if I have to say it. <laughs> All right, yeah, so everyone go out and watch it. It's actually not bad, not bad. All right, should we get into some holes? Yeah, let's do it. All right, should I go first? Go for it. Okay, so my hole happened in Arizona. Her name is Rebecca Gonzalez, and she actually got arrested for spanking, slapping, and then punching her seven-year-old in the face because he wasn't a good enough lookout for his grandma while she was going and shoplifting at Walmart. She got caught. Oh, granny needed a nice little eye in the sky and she didn't get one, huh? So I just, there are holes. The grandma is, the mom is, the poor little boy is seven years old and they're just teaching him already to steal and to just be the worst person in society and they're also beating him. So I just, I feel bad for that little boy and I really hope that the mom and the grandma get what they deserve. Karma comes back around, so. Get the full extent. Yeah, I feel bad for the kid for sure. Yeah, that's. That's a tough one, but at the same time, if your family needs you to be a lookout, oh, then, stop. Uh, be a good lookout. 
No, no. Good for him for being honest with the police officer. <laughs> all right. So do you want, I want to hear your whole. You want to hear mine? Yep. Okay. First of all, I'm a wizard. I knew it. I knew it from the start. I just knew it. And I can grant you a wish. What would your wish be? I'd have to say invisibility. Oh, well, you and this whole of mine have the same <laughs> thought. We just think alike, huh? Think a lot alike. <laughs> so I have a guy that uh, decided to rob a bank after paying a wizard $500 to make him invisible. <laughs> were, you, were you the wizard? <laughs> <laughs> In this instance, I was not. My powers would have actually worked. Oh, my God. So the man that paid the wizard goes into the bank and rather than trying to hold up the bank, he decided since he's invisible, I'm just going to sit back and watch. And then when someone makes a big withdrawal, as they're walking out, I'm just going to walk by them and grab the money and run. And I can do this over and over again because I'm invisible. (laughs) So he tried it. And on his first attempt, obviously they saw him coming and... Everyone in the place just kind of gathered together, wrestled the guy to the ground. The cops came. He was being arrested and he said, (laughs) I made a mistake. I understand the big trick that was played on me. You think so? (laughs) So anyway, if a wizard says he can make you invisible, check in the mirror first. That's a good idea. I'll have to remember that next time I talk to a wizard. (laughs) Yeah, so talking about banks, we actually both worked at a bank. Credit union. Okay, sorry, you're right. You're right, credit union. They do make sure that they gave that huge like orientation of we are a credit union, not a bank. But yeah, when we, when, well, when I work, I can't talk for you, but when I worked at a bank, or sorry, a credit union, <laughs> <laughs> I just did my whole spiel and then I still called it a bank. Well, the biggest difference is credit union is owned by its members right. and a bank is owned by the stockholders. The owns a bank. The stockholders. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when I was at the credit union, the area, my second area that I was at was a little bit more of a sketchier area. And across the street, it was a busy street. And across from it, we would always see drug deals go down. And it was just the weirdest thing, just watching them come behind the dumpster and doing their exchange. And then obviously somebody would see because it's a busier street. And so the cops would come and they would kind of you know they would hang out talk to them and then usually they would get taken in so it was always interesting to see how many cops and how many deals would go at that same place you would think that they would stop after a while but that's funny that you say that when i was working at the credit union i had a friend that worked there as well and we're both six five six four he's probably six three i'm six five mm-hmm. and so i have these big knees that you know we have to put underneath the, the desks and one day his knee brushed up against the silent alarm Oh, no. (laughs) It's amazing the response time of those police officers because before we knew it, we looked outside and like the parking lot's being coned off. And so I stick my head in my manager's office and I go, hey, they're coning off our parking lot. And my manager pokes her head out and goes, check your alarms. We all look down and they blink if they haven't been tripped. But if you've tripped them, they go solid. Oh, weird. And his was just glowing. And she goes, great. That's going to cost me 500 bucks just because you're not paying attention. And Dang. it was pretty intense. But yeah, he tripped it. So then we had to deal with it. And they're pretty intense, the cops, when they think oh, the yeah. place is being robbed. Like, Well, and especially the areas that we were at, like the, my credit union was completely different, complete different credit union than yours. But you were also at a busy intersection. 
And also a sketchier area. In right. fact, I read in the news today that someone was shot and killed across the street from where I used to work. So oh, lovely. That's, you know, another addition to the holes, I guess, whoever shot and killed the poor guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And for ours, we had to walk out with our hands above our head. And then my manager had to give some secret combination phrase to the police that was just really weird. And then the police said, okay, is everything in order? Everything's in order. We just tripped it and yeah so it was pretty interesting yeah that's crazy so i actually have an experience with like the sketchy area when i was working there 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 sometimes comes in these people who have like mental issues or a little bit slower or a lot of them have drug problems and so this couple comes in one day and sits at my desk and we're talking about getting this loan out and the girl didn't seem like she was all there. She kind of seemed like he was taking charge. He was doing most of the talking for her. And I kept trying to talk to her, but he wouldn't let me talk to her. And so I tried to get her alone, but he would not leave. So I talked to him manager and finally we came down and it was, you know, we just said, you know what? We can't do this transaction at this time. She has to come back, um, but we just can't do it. And he was so mad and my manager wouldn't come and talk to him. And he was just livid and got in my face and just started yelling at me. And I literally thought he was going to take out a knife and just stab me right there because he was just so mad that we weren't doing what he wanted. And I, he left and I told my manager and she, I think she locked the door and I just went to the back and she was like, just hide, hide in the back. And so I went in the back until it was time to go home because I was like losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, I remember you called me and we had to kind of talk it out a little bit. Yeah, I would, I try to keep my cool for the most part, but when somebody's in my face and I can tell that he's not all there and he's on something, like they're on drugs, they were on drugs for sure. I just, and they were desperate. So to me, it's like just everything in general, like all of that combined is just not not a good scenario yeah my manager was i think hat would have handled that a little better than yours i can remember one time i had a guy get in my face pretty good and i don't get intimidated just because i'm a bigger guy and right. for the most part we're in a situation where for the most part nothing too bad should go down but you just never know in today's world but yeah. i was pretty confident in the scenario that the guy was just upset and he was yelling at me starts cussing at me pretty bad like you don't know what the hell you're doing you dumb bitch and like really starts well. yelling at me <laughs> and my boss just comes out and says eric how much money does he have in his account and i told her and she says cut him a check so i cut him a check for whatever was in his account she handed it to him and said we don't need you here bye and the guy just walked out and he couldn't do anything about it we just gave him his money and he was no longer a member and wow i think some things came through and it was bad at the we had to do some adjustments yeah some adjustments later but it was just so cool to have your the manager have your back yeah. like that. She just came out. How much money has he got in his account? We don't need you. Bye. It's just hard, I'm sure, as a manager's position, especially when you're like face-to-face with people. And because the manager usually does get all of the crappy scenarios. Like not a lot of them get like, oh, the good news. A lot of them have to come out and just give you the bad news. And I think when you're dealing with someone's financial situation, it's just like they don't, they don't just, have to give the bad news and so they get a, ba- a bunch of the backlash so i'm sure it's like hard for them to have to come out and another person to give bad news another person to yell at them i'm sure it's draining for them but yeah you know, it is hard when you don't really have magic but at the same time it's like you know they have that saying the members always right or the 
customer's always right. Oh, so that. yeah, same. <laughs> so did you ever have to do the uh, six? The uh, what are they called? The special boxes, like the oh man, safety deposit, safety box? deposit yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, eventually trained to be one of our safety deposit people. Not everyone could do it. You had to be trained, and you had to have permission from. Hmm. headquarters or whatever to be one of the people that do it and i just remember how like secretive our branch made it feel and we had this ghetto little room and i would have to go in and i'd have a key and i had to verify a bunch of stuff for each person that would come in and oh interesting it was really fun but it felt made me feel really sketchy and then <laughs> like i wasn't supposed to stick around once the doors once the door to the safe is open i have to walk out and I can't know what's in their box. Oh, so. yeah, that's how we were. You couldn't know. Ours, it was like, yeah, as soon as you go in, you let the person in there do their thing and you walk out. Like, you're not supposed to know what's in there. It's well, it their business. It makes me scared because it's just like, then they could put anything in yeah, there. Yeah, like what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what could be in there? It is kind of scary to think about, especially nowadays. But yeah, it was the same. Like, you can't, it's their privacy. Like, you can't know what's in there. It's crazy. Yeah. So, did you ever have anyone uh, try to pass some phony money at you? Oh yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so funny too because you know everyone at at their desks has the thing to check to verify, and then you have more than just the little pen that they give you. They you have like lighting and everything that you can put the money under. And I've had people come in and give money, and you mark it, and they're like, "No, that can't be right," and you can just feel it. Like dealing you, with money yeah, all day when you handle money all day every yeah. day. You get a feel. Yeah, you, have to be you know really exactly good. how it feels. So yeah, when you see it, you feel it and you're like, okay, wait, this is like too thick or it's just it's not rubbing the right way. And now, back then I think it was easier, but now they have so many like codes and so many like little work, like ridges on the bills and certain little like shiny parts of the bill that you have to, they have to match. And so now I think it's a little bit harder for the bigger bills to come through. Yeah, for me, I remember this lady came in and she had to have had 300 legitimate 100 or $1 bills. What? She had 300 $1 bills. All of them were real. Oh, wow. But then she would slip a 20, a fake 20, every uh, like 25. So she comes in with this big stack of cash when 90% of it was real, but right. there were $1 bills. And then there's a bunch of 20s that were fake. <laughs> what she didn't realize, though, is I don't have to look at every bill. The credit union that I work oh, at. Oh, the machine does it for you? We just you? have the machine. Yeah, the machine, the machine spits it out for you and tells yeah, you it's fraud. Yeah, if the machine accepts it, it's real. But then it'll spit out ones it can't accept. It won't say they're a fraud. It could be because they're mangled yeah. or chipped or damaged. But all it spit out But typically was, you spit them out and then you just look at them, feel them, and then check it with a marker real quick. And you're like, okay, that's rock. See, I was bill. even lazier than that. If it spit it out, I would put it in again. Oh, my gosh. And see if it would it do it again. And if it spit it out again, then I would go in and check. So it just spit out only the, the 20s. 20s. <laughs> and so I had a stack of 20s. And you should have seen her face when she sees me put this big stack of money in. Because it can take like 100 bills at a time. So I just took all of her money, put it in. Took all of her money, put it in. Took all the rest, put it in. And then just 20s spit out. So that Jeez. all of her work of setting up her $100 scam. Yeah, it didn't work didn't for her. Work. But then I... You know, had, I think it was like six of them. And, you know, I felt them. To her credit, they were some of the better ones I had seen. Because I saw quite a bit of fake money. Yeah. And so I would, you know, I put the marker on them. 
failed, put them under the light, failed. I knew they were faked after the machine spit them out twice and they were in decent condition. Right. So Well, sometimes like, they spit them out even when they're brand new bills. Because I remember our machines would do that too. They would spit it out. And sometimes they were perfect. It was just a brand new bill. And because crispy. it was just too crispy, yeah, it just spit them out. So yeah, that that's how we would just hurt. I would just always grab the pen just with me just so that way I could just, all right, let's just do it again and see if it goes through. So did you guys do anything like you had to keep them there or? No, you have to, uh, can we say, I don't know if we can, I don't know. Um, but typically what, what they do is you bag them and they take it. Yeah. You know. Our biggest thing is we didn't give it back and then we just basically let them know, hey, this is fake. I don't know if you made it or if you got it somewhere bad, but we can't accept it. And if they put up a fuss, we would just bring the police involved. Yeah, it depends on us, like how many times too. And I know some places will even flag the account if it happened so many times. Yeah. They would note it. And then if it happened more, then they would actually put a flag on the account. So that way when they come in, the next person would be aware, like, okay, this person has have been sketchy. So I actually also opened accounts and there was one guy who came in and he gave me his ID. We started opening the account. We started talking. He gave me this check and I could tell that the check, the signature and everything wasn't matching. I could totally tell this was a fake check and I could tell his ID was fake. But I just kept working, started to you know get his information, got everything in the system started to open the account and I let him know, yeah, we need, you know, this much amount of money to be in the account, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, I got to go back and I got to make a call just to activate the account or whatever, which it wasn't, you know, I just had to go back to go talk to the manager. So I brought the manager back, showed her the information, showed her the check, called the guy on the check. The guy's like, no, my check has been missing. So-and-so came to my house after they left. Like, it's just been really sketchy. I've had so many issues. So we actually called the cops like on the spot and made him wait. And he, I could tell that he was getting antsy because where I could see, I could see where my desk was at. And after a while, he was just starting to get up and kind of look around like, where's everyone at? And then the cops came in and I'm like, nope, not going out there. I'm letting them deal with it. If they need to talk to me, they can come back here, but I'm not going out there. Oh yeah. So yeah, they got him. And when I went out, when they finally took him outside, they were checking his car and they were bringing out bags of I don't know what and putting it on the trunk and looking through it and it did not look good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was involved with more than just fraud of that, you know, of opening an account. So Yeah, that's that's so interesting because you just never know what kind of people you're gonna find. Um I actually met a guy once and he told me that back in his day, and he was an older gentleman, a guy came up to him and said, Hey I'm looking at starting this company. I'm looking for $15,000 in startup money. Oh my gosh. Um, this is my concept idea. If you can give me $15,000, I'll give you 35%. And the guy was wealthy even back then. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, you know, I'm not looking for an investment opportunity right now. He told me that he definitely had the money at the time and it was a hard debate for him. But in the end, he decided not to do it. Yeah, it turned out to be Apple. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. Like, after <laughs> seeing how much it exploded, you're like, damn, I should have I done it. Oh, that the guy wasn't in any peril. <laughs> he was fine. Oh, I'm sure. But still, like, you know, it's an opportunity. Could have been a lot yeah. More fine. <laughs> oh, dang. That's crazy. And then I remember I had another guy who came in and he sit, sat down with me and he goes, 
what's the most amount of money I can get on a signature loan? And I looked at him and I'm like, well, let's run your stuff. And so I ran his credit, checked everything, had good credit, never had any issues with us. In fact, he had a lot of money tied up in CDs and stuff. So we're able to give him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting like $65,000 just off of a signature loan, which for us was a big number. We weren't big on signature loans. And so he walked out with $65,000 check and then came back. It was on a Friday and he came back on Monday and paid the loan off. And I looked at him, I'm like, I don't understand. And he goes, well, do you want the truth? And I go, yeah. We were pretty good friends. I saw him all the time. And he goes, yeah, I took that loan out and I went down to Wendover. (laughs) And I put $65,000 that the Broncos would beat the Steelers. Oh, wow. Now, this was back when Tim Tebow (laughs) was the quarterback for the Broncos. And they were playing the Steelers. And the Steelers were way favored. The game actually went to overtime, and on the first play of overtime, Tim Tebow hits Demarius Thomas for like a 90-yard touchdown or 80 yards or whatever. It was a big touchdown pass on the first play, and I can only imagine that guy's heart soaring. Oh, I bet. I would be crapping myself. (laughs) And he made a lot of money. I don't remember the odds. I don't remember the amount, but he at least tripled his money. Jeez. Well, yeah, to come back and like nothing, just pay it off. And I'm sure he had extra in the account. But could you imagine taking out that big of a loan and then they lose? Yeah, that would have sucked. Even if you have a lot of money, it's just like hearing about people that can make wagers in sports. See, and I don't understand that. Like I get antsy just going and doing like 20 bucks because to me i'm like well i can do my odds throw this on here and hope that i get something back or i can go to the store and buy something that i actually want and i'm going to be using for 20 bucks like so my mind is just like whenever i even do that i'm like oh my gosh i hope i get it back because now i yeah i just get such anxiety i'm the worst gambler like i I can't gamble because i'm just more like well i'm just going to store and buy something for that money like and enjoy what i bought Yeah, and some people, and this is how I kind of look at it. I look at it as I'm not necessarily gambling to make money. I'm spending the money on a night out and enjoying my time because I can sit at a blackjack table or do a Texas Hold'em tournament. You can get into some of the tournaments for like $60 and play for three, four hours. So even if... Yeah, but see, I don't really follow all of those very well. Yeah. But that's true. So if you're doing it like that, and as long as you can do it within control... You're just going to spend the $60, and if you lose all 60 of it, it's like going to a movie, you know, movie and a dinner. That's 60 bucks. but you sit at that table, you have fun, you can get free drinks. That's true. And it turns out to be a fun night for 60 bucks. But then there are some people who go way past fun, and they're spending checks they don't necessarily have, like taking yeah, loans I don't out know of the how, bank. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. And that big of an amount, that's crazy. I don't know how people can do that. I would be just a oh, nervous wreck. He had some money, but he didn't have... That much check. money. It felt like a little bit uh, steep, even for his accounts. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. But it was impressive. He went by just his gut feeling and... So what's the most well. that you've gambled? Like what's the mo- the biggest amount that you've put down to gamble with? Are you just normally just 60 cap? Not necessarily 60. I will set the amount of how much I'm going to spend when I go down and I don't let myself take any more out. I think the most I ever went down with was $250, but I think I only spent maybe 60 of it. 
I usually tend to make my money within the first hour and then I just am happy with my winnings. Right. And so I just kind of just hang out on the penny by, slot. Sit by a penny slot, get yeah. a bunch of free Diet Cokes, you know? Right. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just, I can do the pennies because it's like at the end, I'm like, hey, maybe I'll do 10 bucks and, and you know. Well, once you found out they'll give you Red Bull at those machines. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, hey, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have wings when I'm on Red Bull. It's <laughs> my favorite. I used to, and um, in high school, <laughs> I used to live off of just Red Bull and crackers. And I was the skinniest I've ever been. But it's definitely not a diet I recommend to anybody. <laughs> but yes, Red Bulls are my favorite. Yeah, they're good drinks. Not the best for you. But no, they're they're delicious. For you. Speaking of not good for you, I have my plug. Are you ready for it? All right, let's hear it. So a five-year-old boy is hungry and his grandma had fallen asleep so he decides i'm gonna call 911 oh, no. for some mcdonald's oh, no. <laughs> so he calls 911 the dispatch answers and he says can you bring me some mcdonald's and this dispatch obviously says no i can't bring you any mcdonald's that's not what this is for Kind of hangs up and then the dispatch uh, calls some of the officers and just like... Yeah, they have to check yeah, it out. They're just like, hey, I got a phone call from a boy who was wanting McDonald's. Anyone want to check it out? And the guy goes, yeah, I'll go check it out. And I'm passing a McDonald's right now anyway, so I might as well <laughs> go grab some Aww. McDonald's. And so he goes through and he orders him, you know, a drink and a couple burgers and happy well, meal. And nowadays you don't know if the kids are starving or not. Sometimes, you know, it could be a kid that actually is starving. True. And so the cop rolls up on the house and knocks on the door. The little boy opens the door a little bit and And the he, grandma's still asleep. Grandma's still oh asleep. Oh my gosh. And uh he goes, Hey, get out of here. <laughs> and the cop goes, well, Why? What's going on? My grandma's going to be mad that I called you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, you know, they took it as a teaching moment. And grandma yeah. got woken up and some things had to be said. And so they said, well, how did you call us? And he says, oh, I used this phone. And the grandma looks at it and goes, how? That phone's deactivated. And the little boy says, Wi-Fi calling? Oh, my gosh. He's five? Five-year-old boy oh was my able gosh. to connect this this deactivated phone to the wi-fi and make a wi-fi call to the police wow. that's pretty impressive yeah he's gonna be a pretty smart kid and he, i mean he is a smart kid he got his drink he got his uh hamburger but he also learned a valuable lesson that that's not what it's for and it was just a cute little story you know but hey <laughs> get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, i remember when i was younger i called the cops once and well me and my siblings did we had this phone and it looked fake it's one of those see-through phones that you can see all of the little things inside so it looks like for a kid it looks like a toy phone but it was hooked up and we did dial 911 just playing with the phone and they came out and checked on us and they're like, we have to check it out, but it's not to play with. We're like, we didn't know it was active. We thought it was a fake phone. <laughs> so, And it was one of the the home lines, you know, that are plugged <laughs> in. Like, So we didn't realize when we were younger. Well, it's funny here. Just within two weeks at work, we uh, had a business call. And <laughs> at my work, you have to dial nine to get out of the campus. And so my PI, he dials out to get us into this uh, voice conference uh, meeting. And he dials the nine, but he said that he felt like he didn't touch it 
or no. Oh, I hate when that happens where you feel like you kind of did, but it didn't actually push down and no, go but through it was, all the way. It wasn't that. It was because uh-huh. he was dialing a 1-800 number. And so he hit the nine just fine. But then when he went to hit the one, he didn't feel like he hit it. And so he hit the one again, dialing 911. Oh. And dispatch picks up and then he goes, he just hangs up on him, doesn't say anything. And then he picks up the phone, dials the call. We get into the conference call and about 30 minutes, 20 minutes go by or something. And all of a sudden someone knocks on my door pretty aggressively. And so my PI gets up because he was closest to the door and he only opens it like a crack because we were on a conference call meeting, big meeting. And uh, he sticks his head out and he goes, can I help you? And it's, like, it's <laughs> so bad. And it's the police. And exactly, it looks really bad. So the police officer just puts his hand on the door and pushes the door open and he goes, actually, we're in a meeting. Can you guys leave? Oh, no. And the police officer was like, He's well, like, no. we got a phone call from in here and we're just checking it out. Dang. And so my other, my boss reaches over and he mutes the phone and then he just, we have to describe what happened. And then he's like, well, I need to know what phone number that is. And so we had to like find the phone number for to my verify everything. And it was just, I mean, great for the cops for looking yeah. out. They're doing their job and I, we well, appreciate them. Well, now it's them, like you don't know though. Yeah. I think that's a hard know. part with, I think that's a hard part with that their job now is anything is a threat now. You don't know with so much that you hear on the news, like you don't know if that pickup and hang up is actually somebody that's in some kind of danger or held captive or so it's just crazy and they're always on high alert you know yeah they have to be and that's why to me and i know this is going to be a subject for a lot of people but for me i do have a lot of like understanding like compassion for a police officer because i know that they're always on high alert like their job isn't one that you just sit behind the desk and nothing happens to you i'm not saying that you know their job isn't somebody behind the desk isn't important but them going out in danger, they're always on high alert. And so every situation that they bring up or they have to go to, they have to be, you know, just make sure that they get home to their kids at night because that's their number one priority is their family too, you know. And in any job, you're going to have people that are abusing the system. Oh, for sure. And you're going to have bad people in any job. I mean, hell, look at all the different Catholic priests. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm true. not saying that the Catholic priests as a whole right. are doing what those bad ones are doing, but there's bad ones in every position. In every place, yeah. Everywhere. And that's that's the big thing is when people point out, yeah, because they are public figures or whatever. But it's like, well, you can't really say that because in every job, whether it's like fraudulent people or something is, you know, abusive like that, like you said, you'll find them everywhere. And it's sad, like you want to tell your kids and show your kids that you they grow up in a great world but the reality is it's also has its dark side to it so should we listen to mine to kind of lift our spirits a little bit we can kind of this is the plugs damn it all right all right so mine's actually a police officer too so this police officer is actually in illinois and this gentleman kayshawn baldwin was driving his buddy's car and the license plates the tags they were expired and he was also driving with an expired ID. And so instead of the cop giving him the ticket and just, okay, whatever, have a good day. Listen to the guy, heard his story. He's actually going to a job interview and he really needed to nail this job interview. So the cop decided that he was actually just going to take him to the interview. It took him to the interview. The guy did his interview, nailed the interview and got the job. And so my plug is that police officer, instead of, you know, just writing off another kid, another ticket, he actually helped this guy out and the guy was able to actually get a job to help his future. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. 
Yeah. I like that. Go police officers. Yeah, doing the world of good service. Getting yeah, food, nice getting McDonald's, and, get, and getting jobs. Some, getting jobs. No, it's nice to hear sometimes the positive of police officers because I think it, it's easy to see only the negative. The negative, yeah. Like that's their job. They, you know, you hear the shootings, you hear the negative things, you hear somebody getting beat, you hear, you know. So to me, it's nice to see something in the news of somebody, especially a police officer, doing something good for society because you just see so much of the negative because it's almost like a given oh it's just another police officer type story so well that's cool. awesome yeah i think that's pretty much it for us this week don't forget to check us out on instagram at spouse holes we're also on facebook and twitter and we have a website spouseholes.com don't check forget to out. leave us a comment on any of our posts and to leave us any stories you guys have that you guys want to share with us at our website yeah get on the show people bye